Hello and welcome to Just Layin'. I'm Hannah. And I'm Caitlin. Wait, I think I had a lisp. What? Just <laughs> Layin'. You- <laughs> Perfect and beautiful. Okay, read that synopsis. Oh, okay, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Love at stake. In part one of a two-part episode, Buffy and Angel finally go out on their first day. Angel sets out Ooh. to hunt down his rival, Spike. However, unbeknownst to Angel, Spike and his new recruits are determined to capture him in hopes of helping the frail Drusilla. And Buffy encounters her new ally, Kendra. Hmm. Those summaries really are spoilery. Well... Well, it's probably just like a new high school student. We just keep converting people into the Scooby gang. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Did you like this episode? I medium like it. Mm. I think it has some good points, but it's not my fave. I think I need to wait till I see the second half of the two-parter to make a true rating. I mean, what a cliffhanger they leave us on. I think it's bad to say I medium like an episode at the beginning of the podcast because I don't want to discourage people from watching. It's still Buffy. It's still incredible. Yeah, plus uh, we meet a new character. And Spike and Angel and Giles are all still foxy as hell. I agree. Okay. Are we ready to dive into this podcast? Let's get into it. On an especially cheery Sunnydale morning, the students and faculty are preparing for a career fair that's happening tomorrow. And we know this by the career fair starting tomorrow poster on the wall. I think it's in the student lounge. They're not really clear about where this is in the building, but this is where Buffy served up her super sour lemonade. This is the part that Spike and his gang crashed through on parent-teacher night. Mm -hmm. So we've been here before. There's teachers and students setting up. They're doing red and yellow balloons. There's a girl pushing a skeleton model through the hallway. And in walks my darling sunshiny Willow. She comes into school already holding three number two pencils in her hand, looking super (laughs) excited about the career fair. She's just like got them at the ready, which I love. (laughs) I love her braids. They actually look really cute. And her hair ties match her sweater perfectly. Oh, of course. Yeah. Can only strive for Willow's fashion game is going up and Buffy's fashion game is stagnating a bit i mean uh, except not in this scene because buffy we haven't even gotten to buffy okay willow walks in (laughs) she signs into this registry she's gonna do her questionnaire to figure out what career she's gonna have in the future and she walks over to the table where buffy and xander are sitting and they're already doing their questionnaires let's talk about buffy's outfit briefly well you can only see it from the top up but she's looking gorgeous she's wearing a fuchsia sweater is that color it's like magenta-y purple fuchsia and she's wearing the exact same eyeshadow and lipstick color so good i applaud people who wear purple lipstick hers is not like bold purple no it's subtle but Mm. it perfectly matches her sweater she's looking really good but also buffy's looking really glum yeah yeah willow's excited to find out what sort of career she could have and xander makes a joke about being young and stupid and then willow counters that he's not always going to be young forever you know And then poor dumb Xander jokes himself into a corner and he's like, yeah, but I'll always be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. (laughs) Guys. Um, But then Buffy clippedly says, you're not stupid. (laughs) Which is nice. Really nice of her. But I can tell she's in kind of a mood. Yeah. And then in walks Cordelia. She's surrounded by two new gal pals. I don't know how closely you looked at her new gal pals, but I'm pretty sure the one in the middle is Charisma Carpenter's stunt double because she's got the same hair, same body type. Oh. Sort of, same sort of dress style? Hmm. Do you think Cordelia has a I was just wondering that because she hasn't really done... Yeah, she does have the same hair. That's funny. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like they just needed like a, another girl for Cordelia to be hanging out with. Another new girl because there's a new one every episode. Yeah, they're always new. 
I like her. Uh, and I do like, like her bangs. They're looking better. They're looking growing better. on me yeah. from the start of the season. Yeah, they're longer. So Cordelia is multitasking, walking and filling out her little questionnaire when she comes across our hero trio. Xander snidely calls her out for only helping out the rich and the pretty. I don't know. She's like filling out the questionnaire out loud. She's like, are you willing to help your fellow man? And she says something like, only if they're not ugly or drooly or smelly. (laughs) But queen bitch Cordy retorts that she's lucky because, well, her only helping the rich and pretty excludes Xander twice. Oh, got him. And then she and the girl squad walk away super sassily. I like one of her friend's shirts. It's very iridescent. It is. It's like a kind of greenish, bluish tank top. Yeah. Changes color on the light. She's got stylish friends. (laughs) She would. So back to the questionnaire. Buffy interrupts whatever Xander says. He's like, can I kill her? Mm -hmm. I think he's secretly got a crush on Cordelia. Absolutely. Buffy interrupts to question the questionnaire question about whether she likes shrubs. She's not sure what to put. She looks over at Willow's and she's like, what do you got over there, Willow? And Willow <laughs> says, yeah, I landed on the side of shrubs. I like I like shrubs. Yeah, like I how like much? Is it one of those strongly disagree, agree, neutral? I don't know. I wonder. Did you ever take a job placement test? Yeah, I don't remember what I got. Like, I not I, at all. I think I got like receptionist. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'd be good at that. <laughs> they They give you so few career choices. They give you like like, if you're a child and you open up an ABC book of careers, they just give you that list. Like, there's so yeah. many jobs they don't even tell you about. Yeah. I was in college before I learned that graphic designer was a possibility. Yeah. And, like, my job now, what, is, what even is that? I don't know. What is the job? I don't know. But you do matter. now. <laughs> Beer, Beer lady. Period. Yes. You got Beer it. period. Yeah. <laughs> so, Buffy is... Super frustrated. She sighs loudly and wonders why she's even bothering doing this test anyway. She's a slayer. That's her destiny. And she's only really doing it because Principal Snyder is making her. And I think he's making her go to career day tomorrow at school too. She actually gets kind of annoyed by Willow when Willow presses her about whether she's curious what career she could have had if she wasn't the slayer. And she's like, Willow, come on. I can't I can't even like dream about that. This is does sealed in fate mean nothing to you? Yeah, she gets a little snippy here. I know, but I can see where she's coming from. I mean, she doesn't really have a lot of choice. Yeah. But Xander says her lousy attitude could have landed her a prestigious job at the DMV. Anyway, I'm kind of heartbroken for Buffy because she says, kind of fighting back tears, that, well, her future is kind of sealed. I know. She's so sad about it. And angry. I know. <laughs> How can something so beautiful be so sad? I don't know. It's not possible. <laughs> so in the next scene, we open on a pale, bony hand, flipping over some tarot cards on a table. I want to say Go something about those tarot cards. Yeah. This is a classic Rider weight deck, which is like a, just like the, the tarot deck that you buy when you are going to do tarot. But then later on, we do not have that deck. And I'll talk about that later. Really? Yeah. How do you know that's the deck? Did you look it up or do you just know your tarot cards that well? I just know that because that's the deck I have. I was going to mention, you know who knows about (laughs) tarot cards? It's Caitlin. I was super into it for a little while. Do you know, can you decipher what any of these cards on the table mean? Okay, wait, let me look at it. Is there a two of swords? Yeah, it is a thing. Deuce of swords. It's, uh, okay, hang on, hang on. I see the king. I am the wrong person to be narrating this scene. (laughs) I see two of pentacles. 
I don't remember the name of this uh, layout. It's not the one I would always do. That's a pentacle. Pentacle is a coin. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> I see the Hierophant and Sadness. two sword cards. I see a wand. I can't tell which one it is. And hmm. I see another swords card. Swords are, I don't know, they're sad. Oh, okay. Not always. Anyway, anyway go on. I wonder what Drusilla is seeing in the cards. So I know this is her immediately because she's got creepy bony vampire arms and she's still wearing that horrific nightgown yeah. white dress thing. Always. Must be so but silly. she's got an incredible manicure. I don't know if they brought someone down from the surface to do her nails. I am so excited you said that. They're it's- so good. They're black with white tips. Look, I did never my- seen that before. I no, painted my nails. I didn't do white tips, but I painted them black. <laughs> okay, everyone who's listening to this podcast, <laughs> Caitlin's nails look nothing like Drusilla's. <laughs> <laughs> not even close <laughs> they're black <laughs> yours look what fine wow <laughs> look <fuck> fine you. <laughs> but drusilla's look amazing look get some white nail. tips on those things <laughs> yeah that's cracked as hell i know i didn't even bother with polish they're plain jane yeah well see at least i tried <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate that you did maybe next time i'm gonna try a manicure sorry to a la keep on drusilla vampire fashion Okay, so one under the table, Drusilla's doing her tarot cards. Other under the table, Spike is making a scholarly-looking vampire translate the book that they stole from Giles in the library. Remember when that blonde chick came and ran into his office and then did some handstands on her way out? And uh, that was Buffy's stunt double. Yeah. And Spike has got, I don't know, like a Latin dictionary in front of him. But Spike is pissed off at the scholarly vampire because apparently... The words he's saying or translating are wrong. It's not quite Latin. He's not quite translating it right. And Spike smacks the shit out of him. (laughs) Knocks him in the face. But the Scowler vampire recovers and goes back to looking at the book really kind of furiously like, oh, I've got to do this translation. Drusilla asks Spike to come dance with her. (laughs) Please come dance with me. (laughs) She doesn't really sound like an old woman, but. She's a young vampire. I don't want to insult people by trying to do a British accent. That's Do it. Too bad. No. Spike doesn't (laughs) want to dance with Drusilla right now. He snaps at her that he's working and she recoils. She draws back and she starts whimpering. She's just like a child in this way. And I don't know if it's her personality or if if it's like her weakened vampire state that's like retrogressed her back to childhood somehow. But Hmm. Spike immediately feels bad and he goes over to comfort her. And he's trying to soothe her because she's like doubling over and still whimpering. And he's explaining that the book is meant to hold the cure for her. She's like holding her head and she groans that she needs to go change Miss Edith, her favorite doll, if we remember. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of doubles over and Spike stops her, holds her up, sits her down on a chair. And he tells her, we're running out of time. But that darn slayer keeps mucking up my plans. What are they saying, Scooby-Doo? If it weren't for those meddling kids. It wasn't weren't for that meddling slayer. So now Drusilla turns the table and she's trying to comfort him because he's frustrated too. So they're both in kind of a tight pickle here. And then they kiss and it's it's a weird kiss. It like goes on for too long and she's really weak and childlike. Yeah, it's the childlike that grosses me out. Yeah. Because even her kiss, it looks like she's kissing like a kid would. How does a kid kiss? I don't know. (laughs) That was a test. (laughs) Anyway, they have a kiss and I think it's gross because they have a weird relationship. But this renews Spike. He goes back to being mean to the scholar vampire. And it turns out the translation isn't even in Latin. And maybe it's not even a real language. So this really pisses Spike off. 
he grabs the vampire by the shirt collar and just punches him in the stomach. But Drusilla, who's gone back to her tarot cards, tells Spike that this guy can't help us. Not without the key. key. What's the key? What's the key? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. And how does she know that from looking at her tarot cards? I don't know. Well, they tell the future. I don't know how powerful they are. She's looking at, okay, that, okay, see, look at this card. That is not what that card looks like. It's just like a a man who is face down and he looks dead, but they've like erased all of the swords that are in that man's back, which is what the Rider Waite card has. Do you think they just made up new cards for this episode? I think they edited the Rider Waite for this scene and then made new ones for the, the scene later. That has tarot cards. Oh, interesting. Because those don't exist. Hmm. Hmm. The key, the idea of the key, piques Spike's interest. And he goes over to Drew to see the tarot card that she's looking at. And she's indicating at, what did you call it? Which one? The man with the the building in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like a swords card, but there's no swords in it. Right. So it's just like a man laying down dead. Okay. <laughs> so him. they're looking at this card with a building yeah. on it. And what do you think the chances are that this fucking building is right here in Sunnydale? Yeah, it looks just like a mausoleum. 100% chance. (laughs) So they have a hearty laugh together. And Spike lifts Drusilla up to dance finally. And he tells her they'll dance on the Slayer's grave. And actually, he picks her up and spins her around. And I hate how romantic I find this after how weird their kiss was. I mean, honestly. He's so tender with her. Their relationship is kind of vibing for me. I'm kind of vibing with this dance too, but everything else, I'm like, oh, gross. They love each other so much. It's so weird. But yeah, but remember when she like cut his cheek and then licked it? Yeah, he was into that. Ugh, yuck. All right, fine. As long as you're consenting adults, <laughs> that's fine. We go to the introduction. I'll give you one guess where we are in the opening scene. Post intro, where are we? What do you mean, where are we? Where are we? It's the graveyard. It's always oh. the graveyard. <laughs> Like 99% of the time we're in the graveyard. Buffy's there, of course, and she's walking alone. I don't think Angel is joining her on this patrol. And then in the dark, Buffy hears clanking, and it's coming from the mausoleum in front of her. There's a light on inside. I don't know if you noticed, but Buffy is wearing the necklace that Angel gave her, the one that she tortured that lady vamp with. Hmm. Remember that? Buffy's first torture scene? I guess she cleaned it up. Ah, memories. So she walks toward the door cautiously, kind of cracks it open and peers inside. And is that the scholarly vampire that we've just seen? I don't think he has a name. I'm just calling him scholarly because he's wearing a little vest and he's got glasses. No other vampires wear glasses. I know. It's funny. You'd think vampire wouldn't need glasses. Yeah. He must have had terrible eyesight as a human. You think you think your eyesight only gets healed so much when you become a vampire? Yeah, maybe like fifty eight percent. Oh man. Or maybe or like, it's just for the aesthetic. He's yeah, it could be smart. Spike did call him a brainiac, so there's that. So he's clearly under reputation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Scholarly vampire's inside, he's chipping away at some wall. He's stealing something, maybe up to no good. Hmm. What is it? And Buffy closes the door. She goes outside to wait for him to come out. And she only has to wait for two whole seconds because the scholarly vampire comes outside. And when Buffy is distracted, another vampire sneaks up behind her. But this isn't just any vampire. This vampire is a large man, but his face looks like a baby. Yeah, I don't know where he's come from. We've never seen him before, but he sneaks up behind Buffy looking like a Cabbage Patch doll on like a sumo wrestler's body. Oh, this poor man. 
Well, he's pretty ugly. And also, do you think your looks get healed like 58% as well when you're a vampire? Because everyone like, gets hot when they're a vampire. Don't except they? this guy, I guess. Yeah, not this guy. Or the scholarly guy. Ugh. I think it's the attitude, you know? Maybe that's a misconception that vampires are really good looking. Hmm. Maybe it's just because uh-huh. this is a TV show. Yeah, they were going for realism, I can tell. <laughs> so... Despite this vampire sneaking up behind Buffy, she is the slayer and she senses him coming. She slays that she, guy. There's like barely a fight. It's not important. He's not important. She dusts him easily. And she proclaims, one down, one, as she turns around, gone. Oh. Smarty Pants has fled the coop. <laughs> and Buffy is baffled. Befaffled. Where'd he go? He's gone. He ran away. He's real fast. Buffy could have just easily found him again, I think. She didn't even try to look for him. No, she just... Yeah, she didn't care. So back at home, Buffy sneaks in through her bedroom window. Angel is waiting there nervously, which is not something we see very often. He does not see or hear her arrive. He's got his back turned, looking at her Buffy stuff. So she tries to sneak up on him, drops her big Slayer bag on the floor, and... While it does startle Angel, he turns around. For some reason, he's holding Buffy's stuffed pink pig, which she calls Mr. Gordo. Mm-hmm. Angel's acting cagey. I don't know if you got that vibe, but I got that uh, vibe. Well, he's always acting cagey. He's in her room, and she's like, what's up? And he's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> like, why are you well, here? She, she invited him <laughs> in three months ago. He's, uh, he's got a standing invitation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Buffy knows he's not telling her something and she says something like, you don't have a nothing face. You have a something face. And you don't have to whisper because mom's away in L.A. Oh, shit. And he asks, well, why the hell did you sneak in through the window? And she's like, uh, his habit? Good I was point. wondering the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, Buffy apologizes for being cranky pants, but she is upset about career day at school. And Angel knows, of course, because he loves to lurk, loves to know what's going on in Buffy's life. The tables have kind of turned. Buffy says she's feeling trapped and she wants a normal life. And Angel kind of takes this as a sign that she's talking about him. Like, oh, yeah, he, like the normal life you had before me. Yeah, he makes it immediately about him. It's like, uh, uh, no. No, her <laughs> life was weird before you, dude. Yeah. And she says, no, you're the one freaky thing in my freaky world that still makes sense to me, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. She says she just wants to be a regular kid with him. And he goes, yeah. well, oh, I can never be a regular kid. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, it's true. Oh. And then Angel picks up a photo of Buffy when she's maybe like five years old and asks if this is also part of her normal life. Yes, of course it is, Angel. She's a five-year-old yeah. and she's on ice skates. <laughs> she looks adorable. I know. Do you think Angel's ever ice skated? Well, that's a good question. I guess we'll see because... Angel asks Buffy out on their first proper date. I think they tried the coffee thing. It didn't quite work. Yeah. They tried some other things. Didn't quite work. But Angel knows about a skating rink outside of town that's closed on Tuesdays. And wouldn't you know it? Tomorrow is Tuesday. (gasps) He's got a date. I'm really excited. He's like holding his face and trying to comfort him. And they're just comforting each other. So I think they're both feeling good after this. Yeah, this is like a real relationship moment. It's not just Yeah, like this is actually angst. going well for once. I know. Hmm. Oh my god. I hope neither of them does anything to screw it up. Yeah, this is all going to go according to plan. This, they're going to go ice skating. Angel's going to, you know, he's going to fall a few times because he's such a goof. And then he's going to buy her ice cream. Yeah. They're going to share one little peck on the cheek at the end of the night. 
But first, so Cordy and Xander, we cut to them at Sunnydale High, and they are both frantically looking at a bulletin board. Here I am, and she finds her name on a sheet of paper, and she reads it and is pleased with the result of her career aptitude test, which is what is posted on the bulletin board. It is personal shopper or motivational speaker. She also mm. finds Xander's result and laughs and walks away before telling him. <laughs> and then we cut away before we find out what that result actually was. Yeah. So... Cut to Buffy is catching Willow up on her upcoming date with Angel. I absolutely hate Buffy's sweater here. It's I hate both of their outfits. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I kind of like Willow's overshirt. It's all floral, but I love anything floral. Her main outfit is really cute, but then she's put on like a blue denim skirt and she's got on the same color tights underneath of it, which makes her look like a Smurf. Yeah, I don't like that. Different color tights. I also don't like that sort of light purple on her. Oh, I actually liked that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't like either of their outfits. Yeah. Well, not Especially hate Buffy's like brown and black sweater. She's got like a black, I guess it's a choker. Kind of just looks like a piece of a ribbon wrapped around her She's neck. just tied a black ribbon around her neck. Yeah. Oh, no, she still has that tattoo. Maybe that's why. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Oh, good point. No, oh, okay. Well, I'll excuse that then. So anyway, they are both kind of smiling at the idea of Angel on ice skates. And Xander joins up with them, clearly upset about the results of his future career, which is a prison guard. As Buffy oh. and Willow are laughing at him, he tells Buffy that her result is law enforcement. And she is definitely not excited to hear about that. But she has to kind of put it out of her mind because they see Giles and he's carrying a huge pile of books not too far ahead. Buffy tells them that apparently he has been very strict lately and expects her to check in every day after her homeroom. So hmm. she leaves them to go do that and also laments her results that she goes, law enforcement. Mm. Yeah. Well, as for Willow, apparently she doesn't have a result. She wasn't listed anywhere. Oh. I know. This is very worrying for her. She says, but I handed in my test. I used a number two pencil. <laughs> I know. She probably got the best result. Yeah, as but if that not... was the problem. <laughs> I used the number two pencil. Yeah. She came She came armed with three of them. I, yeah. There's no way she did it wrong. So in the library, Giles sets his large stack of books down on the table. And just as it's about to topple over, Buffy is there to catch it. She tells we gotta him, get this man a cart for his book. Yeah, yeah he's got yes. lots of stacks of very tall books. Buffy tells him that on patrol last night, she caught one out of two vamps after stealing, after they stole something from a mausoleum. And Giles kind of starts his worried pacing. He asks her what they stole and then chastises her for not following up. She rebukes this, saying, well, why don't you just go get a new Slayer then? Oh, no, wait. There can only be one. I don't mm. have to be sl the Slayer. I can be dead. She's very grumpy today. Her mood persists. She just got a terrible result on her aptitude test and it's not like she she could do it anyway. I'll, actually, yeah. I think Buffy would make an amazing police officer. Yeah, that's maybe the only job she could do while being a slayer. Yeah, sneaking around at night, apprehending bad guys who are probably vampires or demons anyway. Yeah. Like, what do you think the Sunnydale police are even doing? Nothing. With all this crime? Nothing. She would reform that whole station. Exactly. They would give her so much shit being like small little lady going oh, in and she would cares? whip all of their asses in one afternoon. Yeah, she'd be the boss. Giles refocuses them on finding out what was stolen from the mausoleum that night. Back at Spike and Drusilla's lair, just trying to come up with a couple name for them. And it was like Spikezilla. Oh, I like that. <laughs> okay. 
Well, uh, Drusilla is waving her hand over a large golden cross, saying how she can hear it humming. Spike starts talking about how once she's better, they'll have a coronation down Main Street and party hard. Question. What? Why is this cross not burning them? Well, they're not touching it. Yeah, but aren't they like repelled by crosses? Isn't that the whole thing? Does a vampire have to touch a cross to be repelled by it? Well, I guess so, because they're not repelled by this. Oh. Because like in in some instances, Giles has just held one up and it's kept the vampires away. That's true. Just really afraid of being touched by it? Yeah, maybe. It honestly, if I was a vampire, I would, I'd be like, that's fine. It'll burn me and then I'll be fine. That's a big cross. That would probably cause a lot of burn. It is a pretty big cross. It's ornate and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Anyway, I thought that was a gaping plot hole, but if they have to touch it, fine. Yeah, Spike's got it on like a velvet cushion. Yes. I don't know. Maybe this is a special cross. So the scholarly dude butts in and asks about the Slayer and says she almost blew everything. She's trouble. Spike is like, no, duh. We got to take care of that bitch. And he does yeah. call her a bitch. Yeah, meddling Slayer. Yeah. He says, we got to bring in the big guns. The Order of Taraka. <gasps> Yeah, they're bounty hunters, I guess. Oh, cool. So Drusilla pulls a few more tarot cards. And this is what I mean when, I mean, I guess maybe they're just the same edited Rider Waite cards because it's like the devil, but he's only got one eye. And then it's what's supposed to be the Ace of Pentacles. It's like an outstretched hand holding a coin, but it's actually an outstretched hand. It looks like it's holding like a millipede. And then the last one is just like a a leopard behind a bush. Are these not real ones? Well, they're edited. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is the leopard one edited? I don't know. Seems like it should be real. I actually am not sure what that one's supposed to be. It looks like the number on it looks like it says eight. But it looks Dude, like Dude, I don't like, know Roman numerals. <laughs> well, eight Two lines like, and a V. That's yeah, seven? But, well, okay, but that's not how you do seven in Roman numerals. Seven would be V11. And this is 11V. One, one maybe it's 11X, one, one which would be eight. Maybe it's like an OX, like a hug and a kiss. Maybe. Or maybe they just made up some nonsense. I think so. Because actually, I think eight would be V111. One, one, one. None of these cards look good. No, they're. I think they're all bad. Bad omens. Okay. Yeah. So Drusilla pulls these and she looks happy and she says, they're coming to my party, three of them, indicating the order of Taraka, Spike just mentioned. And then Scholar Guy thinks, he thinks it's overkill, but Spike disagrees. Yeah, then back at school, the career fair is in full swing. Woo. Yeah, and Xander runs into Willow and asks her what she's doing there. Willow says she's looking for Buffy and Xander tells her she just left with Giles. Willow starts to tell him how if she doesn't get back soon, Snyder is gonna, and then cue Snyder. Because that always happens. Whenever they're not talking about Snyder and like hiding from him he always just appears I think he just sort of lurks around and waits for somebody yeah or he just really has it out for these three yeah well specifically Buffy Willow and Xander compliment Snyder on his excellent career fair Xander tries to suck up but ultimately ends up calling him a tiny person (laughs) Snyder does he does not respond to this and he just asks where Buffy is and Xander and Willow try to cover for her but it's not working very well and Snyder actually says to Xander whatever comes out of your mouth is a meaningless waste of breath Jesus Christ dude man (laughs) so rude Snyder walks off and Xander excuses himself and Willow is then escorted away by two men in suits they look like government agents right they look like those guys that took the invisible girl. I know. Look like Uh-oh. Kids. Maybe she's got a superpower. Look like narcs. So they tell her to come with them and she is ushered to a separate space behind a curtain where a man in a fancy white suit offers her some canapé. <laughs> she declines. And got a butler. Going on. Yes, a butler. And a canapé, I didn't actually look it up, but there was just shrimp. It looked like shrimp uh, when it's shrimp in like the red shrimp sauce. Shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktail, yeah. Well, apparently Willow's been selected to meet with Mr. McCarthy, who is the head recruiter for the world's leading software company. 
and they've been tracking her for some time. They say only one other Sunnydale student met their criteria, and then they leave. She sees the other student on the couch, and it's Oz! And she goes to sit uh-huh. next to him. And he offers her a canapé. All of his dreams are coming true right now. You can see he's I like excited. That he's, yeah, at first he's like holding the platter, examining the canapés at eye level. And then he notices Willow come in. Who's yeah. that girl? He said twice about her. And now he's finally meeting her. I know. He's so excited so right now. School is clearly big enough that they're not running into each other. Yeah. Well, we cut to daytime at the graveyard. I don't know if we've even seen this in the daytime yet. No. But- but the pyramid is there. We saw it on the oh. Reptile Boy episode when that girl was running through the graveyard. And we were both like, there's a oh, yeah. six-foot pyramid there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Continuity. Neat. Well, Buffy is walking quickly and Giles is following her out of breath and seems like he's got a cramp, too. And They're arguing that he was harsh and he says uh, he was just offering constructive criticism. But she's still just upset because she has no career prospects other than her chosen one. And he's not making it any easier. And then actually Giles offers her a career option. He says, what about law enforcement? (laughs) And she is so angry she can't even speak. And she just silently gestures toward the mausoleum we were at last night. Yeah. I was just thinking how good Buffy would be at law enforcement. She would be (laughs) the best police officer. Yeah, she'd be great. Look, she's got a large flashlight. What? Yeah, they brought a flashlight with them. Ah, she's already prepared. Yeah, she'd be a great cop. So they find the mausoleum, they go inside, and one of the marble panels, there's like, I don't know if the, there's like bodies pushed into the wall, like in a morgue drawer um, behind these marble panels, no, or if they're just sort of like plaques for where, yeah, for so the, the members of the family buried there. You can see what's in it because you can see the urn with the ashes. They don't have bodies behind those things, it's just ashes. Oh, Okay, I thought that one was just different for some reason. Okay, so there's all these plaques on the wall. One of them's been busted open. Giles says that it's a reliquary, which was used to house items of religious significance, most notably a finger or body part of a saint. Do you think there were saints in or around Sunnydale ever? Well, doesn't he go on to say that this guy was shipped to Sunnydale? Duloc? Oh, I missed that part. Josephus Duloc was buried here, he says. Josephus Duloc. Yeah, he sees... Josephus. Excommunicated and sent to Sunnydale. Oh. Oh, so he's a bad saint, not I a saint. I guess so. Oh, yeah. Does that count? Do you think the religious elders sent him to Sunnydale because it's a hellmouth and they wanted him to improve it? Or did they send him here as like a punishment? Well, he was excommunicated, so it must have been punishment. punishment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they see this plaque of Joseph Face Duloc. I know I said it wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Crap. Giles says. Duloc wrote the book that was stolen from his office a few weeks ago. Wouldn't you know it? What a coincidence. That book, he says, was said to contain rituals and spells that wreak unspeakable evil. However, it was written in archaic Latin, so no one but the writers could understand it. So I guess Duloc spoke a really archaic type of Latin. And you need a key for that? I need to know the timeline of this guy. How long ago did he write this? I know. We didn't actually see any date. When did he get shipped to Sunnydale? When did they build this mausoleum? There have to be many years in here. Okay, whatever. That's not important. Do you think he was a real person? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> so Giles is worried. They have the Josephus Dulock book, and they have the Josephus Dulock reliquary, something or other. They don't really know what they took yet. Yeah, something important. So they turn up nothing at this mausoleum, but Giles thinks that Buffy's in grave danger. Ooh, shit. Next scene, we cut to the Sunnydale bus depot. Mm. Depot? 
Depot. We've been here before, and <laughs> this is where we met both the real and the fake Empata. Yeah. So a bus pulls in from L.A., and I thought it was a Joyce getting off of it initially, but she probably was not on this bus. I also really like there's, like, two people outside. Obviously, they're either greeting each other or departing. One of them is. And, like, one of them is just sobbing, and the other person's just, like, consoling. Patting them on the back. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) They're there. Go away. (laughs) Right. So this bus pulls up. Next to the sobbing woman. She's not important. Yeah. A few people step off, and then we get a shot of a sinister-looking boot. And it's just a regular-looking boot, but you know it's sinister because the music changes, mm-hmm. and it sounds something like the psycho theme, like, ah, ah, ah. Oh. More or less like that. Yeah. And then the camera pans up to reveal a leather-clad, long-haired, biscard man who looks like a cross between, like, an 80s rock band guitarist and a WWE wrestler. Mm. Good description. I love that he took a bus here. (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. He's clearly not a vampire. For this whole episode, I was like, is he a vampire? Is he not a vampire? But it's sunny. It's daylight. So he's not a vampire. Is he human? Is he a demon? I don't know. Question. So if I accidentally describe him as vampire, that's what's in my notes. Yeah, he's a bad guy for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's here to make friends. No. He's one of the trio. The The bounty hunters. The order of Taraka. So, because uh, I mean, he was the first tarot card, which was the devil with one eye. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> I think I didn't notice that the devil had one eye when yeah. I first saw it. I just thought it was sort of a devilly looking man, and I was like, yeah, that kind of fits with the hair. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we can. So we know that the cards describe their physical appearance. So right. So there's going to be a millipede. Yeah. Millipede and, and a jaguar. A jaguar. Cool. Anyway, we cut away from that guy. We're coming back to him later. We cut to the exterior of the Summers house, and we know this because we see a sign on the mailbox. It's very cute. It says Summers. I bet Joyce made it herself. It's so cute. It's like a wood-burned wooden something. little hanging sign. Yeah. It's adorable. And there is a man walking down the street. He's got a big briefcase. First, I thought he went up to the Summers house, but no, no. He's going next door. He's going to 1628 Ravello Drive. Hmm. Buffy's house is 1630 Ravello Drive. Hmm. So this must be Buffy's next door neighbor. I wonder yeah. if they're friends. She looks straight out of the 70s. Yeah. And this man, also straight out of the 70s, because he's a door-to-door yeah. salesman. Straight out of the 50s. This is Norman Fister, representing <laughs> Blush Beautiful Skincare. Fister? Norman Fister. Hardly newer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's offering this neighbor lady some free samples. The lady takes off her glasses. Who wouldn't be interested in free samples? She invites him inside. Yeah, she's straight out of the 70s. She's got like a scarf in her hair, pointy librarian glasses. She could use some Blush Beautiful beauty products. She's going to get some. She's going to get some. They head inside and close the door behind them. And a split second later, there is a blood-hurtling scream. Open on the next scene. We're somewhere different again. We're... Jumping around a lot in this episode. We've got a lot of film locations. I think we're at the Sunnydale Airport. There's yeah. a lot of planes outside. We're on the tarmac. It's surprising. I mean, I'm assuming this is Sunnydale and that there are this large of airplanes flying into this tiny little city, little town. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. They'd just be little pond jumpers. That's what those are called, right? Pond jumpers? Yeah. 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 Maybe it's like at the next town over or maybe Sunnydale has a full scale airport. 
Yeah, you know, and that guy still anyway, there it has been a plane that's just landed, and I think a mechanic or some kind of guy who's working on the tarmac opens up the cargo door and senses someone is inside. He calls out, hey, you're not supposed to be here. How did he know that there was someone in there, though? We pan around no and idea. see nothing. Maybe he saw a flash of someone's face. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he's got a little baton thingy, and he holds it out menacingly. As he moves toward the back of the plane, still seeing no one, a woman jumps out suddenly and beats the shit out of him in, like, no time. This has got to be the bounty hunter, hey? Yeah, we don't even see her initially. We just see, like, her her quick little legs kick him and then walk out. And then she's this beautiful woman who's showing a lot of her belly and wearing some soft-looking pants. Yeah, she's incredible looking. Yeah. Damn. Unlike the menacing one-eyed guy who just arrived by bus, this girl is looking amazing. She's yes. got amazing makeup, sassy hoop earrings, an impeccable bad girl outfit. And she sticks her head out of the plane, looks around, sneaks out. I want to pause. I got to talk more about her outfit. Okay, do it. She, she's wearing, they look like satin pajama pants. Yes. But they're beautiful. Yeah. And she's wearing a long sleeve, plunging neckline crop top shirt. And yeah. she's got a big, chunky, metal looking choker and matching bangles on her wrists. They're all oh. like big and they've got this beautiful silver pattern inlaid into them. Didn't even see the bangles. I know. I had to pause and look at what she was wearing. And she's, the pants flare out at the bottom. She's wearing big, chunky boots. Amazing. She knows she looks good. Cut away again. Because also she's not important. Maybe these baddies are just arriving one by one to wreak havoc. (laughs) Back in the library, Giles is there with Buffy, Willow, and Xander investigating Josephus and the cross that was stolen. Giles has found this cross in a National Geographic magazine. Oh. Like the old-timey ones, like the kind without even pictures on the cover. This is an old National Geographic magazine. And he's found the cross of Dulac. And apparently... I don't know. I'm sure he read it once, remembered where he read it, and was like, yes, that was in January of 1952. (laughs) Sure, it was something like that. Old-ass book. I don't know. Anyway, apparently the cross, the massive one that Spike and Drusilla were looking at, apparently the cross can be used to understand mystical texts and uncover hidden messages. And as Buffy says, so it's like a mystical decoder ring. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Willow reads that Dulac destroyed every cross except for the one buried with him. And I'm guessing that's the one Spikezilla has now. Yep. Good guess. So lucky that Dulac was excommunicated to Sunnydale. Mm, I know. Where all this stuff is happening. What luck. So Giles is freaking. He says, we need to figure out what's in that book before the vampires do. But how are they going to do that without the book and also without the cross? Willow is undaunted. She's excited for an upcoming research party. She (laughs) loves this research all night shit. But Buffy says she's going to bail. She goes, you guys are the brains. I'd only be here for moral support anyway. What do you think Buffy's up to? Where's she going? She's going ice skating with Angel. She's going ice skating with Angel because it's Tuesday. Yeah, she just kind of sneaks out, but her bestie yeah. Willow has her back, and she tells the gang Buffy should leave, you know, to uh, gather her strength. That's right, her yeah. Friend. She's not really the book guy anyway. Yeah, she's the snack lady. Yeah. <laughs> Xander's like, who's going to bring me my ho-hos? Get him yourself. Yeah, exactly. She's a slayer. Do you think they have, like, ho-hos and vending machines in the 90s? Because what if we could go back to those days? That's what I was just thinking. I was like, they're probably just... Right around the corner. Just go get it yeah, yourself. Definitely in a vending machine somewhere. I've never seen that. 
Hmm. Me neither, but I bet they were around in the 90s. If I could design vending machines, I would definitely put ho-hos in them. And also those cosmic brownie things. Mm. Those like really dense brownies oh, with the man. delicious chocolate chips on them. Oh, I love those. When I I had a year in high school where every day for lunch, I would just eat a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos. That was it? That was it. No wonder you've grown up so Ugh. strong and regal. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. <laughs> oh, man. I was so bad. I just skipped lunch every day. I would like go to the lunchroom. Sit with my friends, but not eat because Why? I was insecure about my body. What? Girl. Yeah, it was real bad. I don't do that anymore. Okay, good. I feel really bad for anyone who is at that place in their life or has been because it was not fun. Yeah, teenage, teenhood was tough. Teenhood? Yeah, I was insecure. It's tough for insecure. everyone. <sighs> you know who's not insecure? Buffy. Buffy on ice skates. Oh, yeah, she looks great. How is she fucking good at everything? Yeah, this is really Sarah Michelle Gellar, too. Okay. Listeners, we're at the Sunnydale Ice Palace, which is closed on Tuesdays, but somehow Buffy has made her way inside. She's the best at breaking into places. And she's also the best at ice skating. She must be early because I think she's warming up. I don't see Angel around. And there's no way, there is no way Angel is going to be able to keep up with her. She's good. She's a good skater. And I don't think she's got a stunt double in this scene. It's her. No, it is her. Yeah. She's an ice skater. I know. Do you think she knew beforehand how to ice skate or did they teach her just for this episode? No, I bet she knew beforehand. She probably grew up hmm. ice skating. That's probably a real picture of her that Angel was looking at. <gasps> I don't Do know. Do you think? Unconfirmed. I'm going to have mm, I'm gonna have to search the Buffy trailer for that <laughs> one. But just then, someone arrives and it's not her date. It's the 80s guitar player slash wrestler baddie slash one-eyed demon man. He, he's got a good move here, though. Does he have a move? Does he have a name? No, he doesn't have a name. Oh, I don't think so. What move does he have? He looks like the Undertaker. Um, he so she like falls and then she's sliding on her butt and she hits her back hits the wall and then he comes down as her back is against the wall. He grabs her neck with his arm and pulls her up. Yeah, he's right there. Like she does the softest, daintiest fall I've ever seen, yeah. and he's right there. So. Either she fell in the worst place possible or he snuck in in the best place possible. It's it's luck on his part. Yeah, so he snatches her up. And I don't know how Buffy just immediately knows how to go into fight mode because she does. She does her signature move, flings both her legs up (laughs) to try to get at his face. But he's too strong. And he pins her down kind of on that. There's like that wall partition between the ice and the outside Mm -hmm. of the ice. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the wall. Someone the who's been to a skating rink, please tell me what that's called. <laughs> so she flings her legs up, but he's got her pinned down and he's choking her when her hot date angel arrives. I knew we weren't going to see him on ice skates. No, we will later. Okay. Okay. They're going to have their date later. They're going to fight this bad guy and then they're going to have their date, definitely. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Angel runs up. Vamp face on, and he knocks the baddie vampire straight onto the floor. Buffy kind of falls onto where the ice is and floats away gracefully on her (laughs) stomach. (laughs) Angel and the baddie are having a rough little tussle, and it seems like they're pretty tied in strength and agility. But thankfully, Angel has got some backup. Buffy comes skating up at full speed, and she grabs a net that's hanging there. I think it's for like stopping hockey pucks from flying into the crowd. Mm -hmm. And she 
puts her leg up, ice skate still on, and she pushes it straight into the baddie's throat. Dude, yeah. She slices this guy's throat. I mean, I'm not sure that he's human. He's not. Or there's no, no blood comes out. I thought it was just for cinematic effect because he kind of grabs his throat right away to hide it. And you don't see any blood, but I thought there would be some there. There was Maybe zero blood. A, okay, zero blood. He he's, falls he's a demon on his face sort. onto the ice. Okay, a one-eyed demon. Yes. But now he's dead? Yes. Yes, because of what happens next. Okay. So he falls over defeated. Back in Spike and Drusilla's lair, Drew is looking at her tarot cards again and flips over the first bounty hunter's card, which I think means she knows he's dead. She can yeah. sense it or something. Yeah, because she says, like, he's what is it? He's floating beneath us right now. He's passing under our feet right now. Hmm. His soul, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. She just knows stuff. Anyway, bounty hunter one's not very good. Let's hope this chick, Bounty Hunter 2, is a bit better. Yes. That chick from the airplane. So Drusilla's got her three tarot cards, and Caitlin's explained about the ugly monster guy, and now there's just the giant centipede and the jaguar. Yeah. Who else is coming for the Slayer? Well, well, I think we've already seen the other two, right? Well, I don't know. Hmm. It's hard to say. Hmm. Flashback to the ice rink where Angel is examining the body. Buffy jokes about the Hellmouth presenting dead guys on ice. Not the kind of evening we were aiming for. Is their date ruined? I hope it's not ruined. No. Angel sees a ring with a symbol on the baddie's finger, and I don't believe we've seen this symbol before, but he tells Buffy that she's in danger. Do they know what the ring means? Yeah, he explains it. Do we know what the ring means? He explains it. Oh, okay. Right? Well, Buffy says, does this mean that I just killed a Super Bowl champion? Yeah, <laughs> which is a good joke. <laughs> it's a great joke. Yeah. But Angel's not fucking around. He you tells her what? to go home and wait. He actually what? doesn't explain what it is. He just says, you're in danger. And you oh. need to- yeah. So, I mean, it'd be nice if he explained it because he doesn't fucking explain anything. Typical Angel being so cryptic. So just go home and wait till you hear from me. Go home and wait till I tell you to come out, Ugh, young fuck. lady. I'm the slayer. But Buffy comes over and she looks at Angel's face. He's got a little cut above hey, his eye. And he's still it's in actually vamp quite face. a big cut. He's still in vamp face. And she's looking right at his ugly vamp face and <laughs> doesn't even seem to notice. He pulls away and says, you shouldn't have to touch me when I'm like this. But she doesn't even flinch. She sees Angel, the real Angel. Yeah, she's not like the she demon inside of him. As Willow said, love makes you do the wacky. <laughs> And then Sarah Michelle Geller takes off her glove and she caresses his wrinkly, disgusting vampire face yeah. and looks at him lovingly. Yeah, she tells he, him, I didn't even notice. They kiss. Well, he's in vamp face. Yeah, she leans in to kiss him. Surely she's noticing his sharpie teeth. He's got, she's got brown fingernail polish and a pinky ring. Oh, first time I've seen her in a pinky ring. Not her best <laughs> nail polish color. It well, matched her earlier out. It did. Ugh, badly. <laughs> so they have a sexy vampire human kiss. And from across the room, the second baddie bounty hunter has caught up to Buffy. She peeks inside and sees Buffy kissing a vampire. Mm, she looks not happy about it. Is she the centipede tarot card? She's a jaguar. Probably. All right. So back at the library, what's happening? Giles is looking at the ring under a very powerful microscope. Buffy's describing how Angel was power freaked by that ring and... Giles says, yeah, that's because this ring is only worn by the members of the Order of the Taraka. So uh, they are apparently a society of deadly assassins dating back to King Solomon. So there's your your timeline. Man, she just killed that guy. It was just like, remember when the Master sent the three and Buffy easily wiped out those guys too? Yeah, easy peasy. 
Like, they keep summoning all these guys to kill the Slayer, but they all suck. Yeah. Apparently their credo is to sow discord and kill the unwary. Wait, hold on. Question. What? What? Did all of the other vampire Slayers have to face all these guys? Did they Mm. all lose? Were all the other Slayers not as good as Buffy? Because she's killing a lot of baddies. I don't know. Maybe they didn't all face them. Because it sounds like they only get called in sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Xander makes a dumb joke and Giles is like, shut the fuck up, Xander. This is serious. And then he apologizes, but... I don't think he needed to do that, but he takes off his glasses and that's how you know you're serious. But Buffy's like, why are they after me? Will's like, well, I mean, you're the Slayer, so obviously you should. Giles says, I think we need to put you somewhere safe. And Buffy takes this very seriously, as as we all do, because now Giles and Angel have both said that she needs to be safe and out of their purview. Go home. Go home. (laughs) He says, he says, he specifically says they're not vampires. Because unlike vampires, the other ones were vampires. But Zhao says, unlike vampires, they have no earthly desires and but to collect their bounty. So they, they're very focused, narrow-minded. Hmm. <laughs> so he's saying, you can kill as many as you like, but there'll be another one and another one. Which is confusing to me because I thought there were only three. Oh, I guess that's only because there were only three tarot cards? Is why I thought that? I don't really understand this. What? Maybe just three come at a time? Maybe, or maybe they're just the first three to show up? I don't know. Yeah, maybe Drusilla knew that he had summoned three of them and that these were the three tarot cards that came up. Yeah, I guess so. But Giles warns her that they're not going to stop coming until the job is done. And she looks freaked by this. But next scene, we see the traveling salesman from earlier with binoculars, and he's looking at an empty bedroom, presumably Buffy's, because the dead body of the woman he murdered was her neighbor. And she... Her body has gathered a lot of maggots, which is gross. But then we see them crawling up his body and then uh, his arm like appears. It's like a pile of maggots and then it turns into a human arm. So I think we can safely say this is the second bounty hunter who we had said on the card is like an outstretched hand and I called it a centipede. I guess it was a maggot. Maggot man. Didn't really look like a maggot. I don't think those are maggots. I think they're, I don't know. I think if you have a terrarium and you feed frogs. Oh, grub? Grubs? Oh, you're right. You're right. They're grubs. You're right. Like maggots are quite small and they're white. These are yes. brown and sort of you're right. got little hard shells. Because my chickens love to eat those. I would love to still call him Maggot Man. Okay. Or Grubby. Grubby well, back, McSchlubby. <laughs> back at Sunnydale High, the career fair is still going and Buffy is walking around super wigged out. But she's looking at everyone like potential suspects and everyone's kind of looking at her like, suspicious too but she's probably just sending out that vibe yeah suddenly oz is kind of walking up just behind her he's just walking quickly but it's a little too quick because she grabs him by the throat and tells him to try it (gasps) and he's actually pretty unfazed by this (laughs) she apologizes and walks away and he says to himself that is a tense person (laughs) he's so chill i don't think anyone else saw her do this either because no it's becoming kind of a regular thing for her. This is probably the reason why Snyder thinks she's a bad egg. Because <laughs> she's like running around grabbing people by the, by the throat for no reason. She's put a lot of students in chokeholds. Well, they deserved it. Yeah. Except Oz. So outside on the streets of Sunnydale, it's nighttime. So we've fast forwarded and Buffy is walking alone on a sidewalk. And she looks cold. She stands in front of her darkened home for just a second and then decides to just keep walking. It's not safe there. She can't stay there. You can tell something is wrong because Buffy is wearing an oversized flannel. She's never worn flannel Mm -hmm. before. (laughs) 
Well, back at the library, the research party continues, and they're worried about Buffy. Xander walks in after having called her house and tells them no one answered, so she's probably not home. Giles is worried that he was too serious in his warning of caution earlier. Back to Buffy, she knocks on the door to Angel's home, so I guess she has his address. Yes. He does not answer. She breaks open the door and turns on the lights. It's a nice spot, she's probably thinking. She walks around <laughs> drinking in the angel of it all. And classy. <laughs> yeah, it's very classy. She sits on his bed and seems slightly comforted by this. And I am very surprised his bed is unmade. He doesn't seem the type. No. Yeah. It's like but he got up really suddenly. I guess she's feeling a mite sleepy because she lays down. And I guess she just falls asleep. Yeah, just like Goldilocks. <laughs> this bed is just right. And then we, uh, then we're at a bar. We see this man sweeping. It looks like the bar's closed, and he's just cleaning up for the night. We see a figure in the door doorway, and the barman yells that they're closed. And then he recognizes him as Angel and asks what he can do for him. But he's scared. And Angel says he needs some information. And this guy, whose name is Willie, is very shaky. He tells him he's out of the scene. He doesn't have any information. And Angel just kind of ignores his chitter-chatter and asks him who sent the Order of Taraka. So he's starting to play hardball as Willie won't tell him the answers he's looking for. And Angel asks if it's Spike who ordered them and then kind of smashes Willie's head against the bar and Willie tells him, you know it was Spike. And just as he's getting all the good deeds, all the juicy goss, Angel is hit from behind. And he falls on the floor and are the same uh, stowaway jaguar from before. She snaps a wooden broom handle in half and then it's a commercial break. Damn it. I know. So luckily- Bounty Hunter 3, I think we got to call her. Bounty Hunter 3, okay. I was calling her jaguar. So we cut back from commercial and Willie runs away from the scene, takes the opportunity. Angel and this bounty hunter are duking it out and she is a very good fighter. She's totally winning and she finally, she kicks him down and he asks who she is. She smirks at him and then just closes the door of the cage he's accidentally found himself in. Fuck. Uh, Why does every place have a convenient lockaway cage? I know. I've never seen anything like that. No, you never just like been to a friend's house and they have a cage? I have not. Or a bar with a cage? I don't think so. Maybe like a closet, but that doesn't feel like the same thing. Hmm. Did you ever get locked in a closet? No. Have you? I got locked in a friend's bathroom one time. What happened? I don't know. For some reason, it only locked from the outside. What? Yeah, we were doing a talent show and I was changing into my Ginger Spice costume and I was in that bathroom. And there was also a cat in there because it was using the litter box. But like in the meantime, (laughs) while this had been happening, everyone else went upstairs. So I was locked in there for some time with this grumpy old cat. Oh, was the cat upset? Um, No, more me. Oh, yeah, I would be too. Glad you made it out of there. I know. So Angel's found himself in a cage and... This girl, this woman asks him who the girl was that he was with before, Buffy. Yeah. And Angel tells her to stay away from her. She tells him he's in no position to threaten and that the sun will be up in a few hours and he's going to be toast because that cage is very exposed. Couldn't the bartender just like let him out? I don't think he would though. Oh, I guess if he's doing threats and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) They don't seem like they're friends. Hmm. Back at the library, Giles is in his office on the phone with Xander and asks him to go to Buffy's house and check on her. And we don't hear Xander's response, but he supposedly asks how he's going to get there. And Giles suggests he just has Cordelia drive him and then hangs up. Yeah. 
Giles walks out of his office in, into like the main library area, and we can see it's daytime, so they've presumably been up all night. And he sees little Willow sleeping on the job. Oh, I know. He gently wakes her up, and she she jumps up, ex- exclaiming, "Don't warn the tadpoles!" and asks what he's doing there. And then he's like, "Yo, we're in the library." Giles questions her exclamation, and she admits that she has frog fear. <laughs> <laughs> and then Giles tells her That's he thinks hilarious. he found something. I know. A description of the missing do lock manuscript. It's a ritual to restore a weak vampire back to health. A vampire like Drusilla. A vampire exactly like Drusilla. Back at Spikezilla's lair, the scholarly vampire hands Spike a stack of translated papers, so it seems they've cracked the code. How exactly does that fucking cross working as a decoder? I don't get it. I don't Do they have to know. hold it up to the text? I have no idea. And how do they know how to use it? And how can they be touching it without getting burned? They explain There's nothing. so many gaping plot holes in this. <laughs> He's not even like wearing gloves. Maybe he was holding a towel over the cross and using it to translate the book. Or maybe it's got some symbols on it that help translate it. I don't know. All right, cool. But they've got their translation. It's all done. Lickety split. Spike is happy. Drusilla's happy. We got the key to the cure. It was right in front of us the whole time. Spike walks over to Drusilla and their hands touch atop a new tarot card. Okay. I'm calling it the fallen angel. Oh, man. Miss Edith is sitting on the chair with Drusilla, by the way. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she's got her, her little doll in her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you notice that Spike's nail polish looks exactly like <laughs> Yeah, I was going to mention Black that. and so chipped. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant, as I have Spike's nail polish, not Drusilla's. <laughs> no, hers is immaculate, and Spike's looks like it was drawn on in Sharpie. <laughs> All right. Okay, Mine what do you think better. the fallen angel card means? It means angel's going to fall. Or, I, I hope not. I really hope not. Or what? I'm going to be sad. No, I mean, you said or. Or mm, he'll put together some wings out of bird feathers mm. and candle wax. Okay. To fly. That would be really cool. To fly. Uh-huh. Okay, next scene. Xander has dragged Cordelia out of bed for a ride over to Buffy's house. And boy, is she grumpy. <laughs> what am I? Mass transportation, she says. And Xander retorts that that's what the guys say, but that's just locker room talk. Oh, oh great. She responds. Now I'm your taxi and your punching bag. I like that he's gotten the ability to kind of punching jibe. Bag. Yeah. Jibe with Cordelia. Like he's not taking her shit. And actually, maybe he kind of hurt her a little bit, which she deserves. Yeah, she deserves it. She's a mega bitch. Queen bitch. <laughs> so Xander knocks on the door of the Summer's residence. And Joyce is still away in LA. And so no one answers. We don't know also, where Buffy is. Is this the first time they call themselves the Scooby Gang? Because Xander mentions that. He says, if Absolutely you not. Cool, I know. Oh, okay. No, they have said it before. Okay, never mind. They've said Scoobies before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, wait, hold on. What? If the gang were Scoobies, okay, Buffy's Daphne, obviously, Willow's Velma, obviously, mm-hmm. Xander's Shaggy, Shaggy, or possibly Scooby. <laughs> hmm. No, I respect Scooby too much. Xander can be Shaggy, and Cordelia is Fred. I guess so. I feel like Cordelia might be Daphne. Then who's Fred? Buffy. Are there two Daphne's? I think Buffy's Fred. Okay, Buffy can be Fred. Cordelia's Daphne. Yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. Is that everyone who's Scooby? Um, Giles. <laughs> sure, yeah. There's nobody here that really fits Scooby in this. <laughs> They're the Scoobies, but there's no Scooby. Mm. 
Anyway, Xander knocks on the door, and when nobody answers, he starts pushing at the front windows, trying to find a way in. I thought he was going to break in, but there is a window unlock, and he just sort of sneaks in through the front window. Yeah, easy. That's bad. Bad news for two single ladies living. They can't be doing that. They can't be doing that, especially when Joyce is away. I bet Buffy left it open, forgot to lock it. Left it open for Angel. And now fucking Xander's in the house. Yeah, how is Angel keep breaking into the house? (laughs) Xander lets Cordelia in, and he says Buffy could be in trouble. And I think Cordelia has a really good point here, because she says, if Buffy's in trouble, what are we going to do about it? Xander doesn't think that over. He runs upstairs to check if Buffy's up there, and Cordelia is left just to kind of look around the Summer's living room, which I bet she's looking at in disdain. And Yeah, she's like, how homely. Hmm. Look at this. But then behind Cordelia, there's a knock at the front door and Cordelia goes to answer it. Nothing suspicious here. It's Grubby. It's our <laughs> maggot little Grubby man. Is this, isn't his name Fister? Fister. <laughs> and she lets him in the door. She lets him in because the word free samples appeals to her too. Too easy. And then she closes the door. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, it just cuts, the scene cuts away. No blood curdling scream. That's good. That's good. Very good. Cut to Angel, who is struggling to escape his cage. We see the dawning light of the sun outside. So his death is imminent. And across town, Buffy wakes up in his bed. Assassin number three, Jaguar Gal, has found her way into Angel's house. And she is on the attack. She almost cuts Buffy's face off with a hatchet. Like, slices it down next to her pillow. But Buffy... Slayer sense can tell something's up. She jumps up, cartwheels over this chick, and grabs a curtain that's hanging around the bed to pull down over the third assassin's head. Buffy kicks her onto the ground, but the woman recovers and attacks her again with the hatchet. Buffy grabs it out of the air, and they both struggle together, like holding onto the hatchet. Buffy falls onto the ground, and she tells the assassin woman come on don't make me do the chick fight thing and the woman in her heavy jamaican accent is it jamaican accent yeah yeah she's got a heavy jamaican accent and she says chick fight like what what does that mean and in response buffy grabs at her hand and digs in hard with her fingernails that was the move i used on my brothers when they were beating up on me (laughs) when i was a kid pretty weak honestly but yeah but they always get so pissed off they'd like go tell mom yeah <laughs> not weak on your part we got buffy's part we got buffy's part yeah but would she use that on a vampire no just a chick don't chick make me vampire. the chick fight thing digs in hard with her nails and then she grabs the assassin's luminous hair and pulls it this breaks them both free and buffy's able to get back up she kicks the hatchet out of the chick's hand but the girl is also a fierce kicker and hits back at buffy Buffy gets flipped over onto a table. What are you saying? She honestly might be a better fighter than Buffy. Do you think? Buffy, I think it's, she's like very scrappy and resourceful, but I think this other, other person might be uh, more technically skilled. Advanced? Yeah. Mm. She's a bounty hunter after all. Mm -hmm. There is one shot in here when Buffy's delivering like a roundhouse kick where you can clearly see the stunt double's face. I paused it at (laughs) the right moment. Always. That always happens. And you could see the stunt double, and you're like, mm. yeah, well, it's a good dose of you know, we all know scenes coolness. Yeah, we do know it's not Sarah Michelle Geller. Anyway, the assassin flips real Sarah Michelle Geller Buffy onto a table, but Buffy does her signature move. Do you know what her signature move is? Yeah, she double kicks. 
Yeah, it's when she kicks <laughs> both her freaking legs up. She does that a lot. Yeah. And smashes the chick in the face. In the next moment, they're both up. They're both face to face. Turns out they're pretty evenly matched. And the assassin demands to know who Buffy is. And Buffy's like, yo, you attacked me. Who the hell are you? The assassin responds coolly that she's Kendra. Kendra, the vampire slayer. What? Please come. <laughs> she's Kendra, the vampire slayer. <laughs> Buffy raises her eyes in confusion and bah, bah, bah. Oh my God, there's another one. The episode is over. I want to see that show. We just saw that show. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's Can another the Vampire Slayer. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. What's she doing here? And why is she attacking Buffy? I don't know. She seems very confused. Jesus, Louise us. This is very exciting. Can you imagine watching this in real time? And it's like, you know you're in for two-parter, and then it ends with this cliffhanger where there's another fucking vampire slayer. A second fucking vampire slayer. How many vampire slayers are there? One. There's two. only one, Caitlin. But somehow <laughs> Who's this bitch then? Who is Kendra? Who's the real slayer? And why is she here? Yeah, and who's the other? Who's the jaguar bounty hunter? Oh, yeah, because if Kendra's the slayer, is she... She's not the bounty hunter. Is there somebody else? Maybe she's both. Maybe she's a slayer and a bounty hunter. Oh my god. (laughs) All right. So now that we've seen half of this two-part episode, do you want to talk about what we think or do you want to wait? No, I want to talk about what we think. Okay, okay. What do you think? How how high would you rate this episode? Uh, I mean, the ending, I'm, I'm like... Yes. Where are we going? What are we doing? I'm in. So that makes me super into it. Love seeing Spike and Drusilla. I mean, I'm happy that's well, I mean, they almost got their first date, Buffy and Angel, but didn't didn't quite get there. They they have not had their first date yet. <sighs> they but, met up and they had a sexy kiss, but it was all wrong. But their relationship seems pretty solid. Yeah, neither of them did any big fuck ups this time. No. So I don't know. I guess I'll give it like a six and a half out of ten. Okay. Okay. I thought it was pretty humdrum. Not that notable until the last five seconds. Yeah, that's true. That, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that really made it for me because that's like, who is this person? Who is she? Actually, I cannot wait for the next one. I know. Oh my God. I don't remember what happens. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, do you want to update our death count? Yeah. Who died? Uh, well, one vampire, one bounty hunter. And the woman at the house. Oh, yeah, the grubby guy killed. And one human. So one miscellaneous townsperson, one vampire, that like baby face sumo wrestler vampire at the beginning, and yes. then one bounty hunter. All right, interesting. Do we want to call him a demon? I don't know. What do you think? You just call him bounty hunter. I'm not sure because I'm not sure. Well, he's definitely not human. Doesn't seem. You know, like let's a call demon. him a down. Let's call him a demon. Okay. He's otherworldly, and he doesn't fit the category of vampire. Yeah, and he has been alive for centuries. Century. Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty demony. He's probably a demon. Yeah. Great. So Buffy is up to sixteen vampires in this season in just nine episodes. She is on a winning Ooh, streak. Nice. I wonder what's coming at her next. I don't know. Do you think there's going to have to be like a Slayer Slayer showdown? Do you think they'll work together? I mean, we just did that. Yeah, but are they still going to keep fighting? Well, I I think now they would be allies, especially since that was in the summary. That they're yeah, they're going to have to kill the grubby man. The grubby man. Speaking of the grubby man, are you ready for a pop quiz? Yes. Okay. Study. You previously answered my question. So the whole episode while you were talking, I was scrambling to think of a new one. (laughs) 
What's the grubby man's name? You gotta get the first and last oh, name. Man. Or you've gotta name the beauty brand that he represents. Ah, I mean, his last name was Fister. Mm-hmm. Was it mm-hmm. Dennis? No. What was it? Norman. Norman. That's Norman Fister. <laughs> All right, I didn't get it. He represents blush, beautiful skincare. I'm sorry, but my other one was what were Cordelia's aptitude test results? And oh. you, you said it. <laughs> well, net, wait, let me remember it. Uh, motivational speaker and, oh my God, what was the other one? Personal shopper? Personal shopper, yeah. Is that it? Oh, I should have asked that. I not, yeah, I might not even remembered. <laughs> what do you think she would be better at? Oh, she'd be great at both. Yeah, she would. Remember that prom queen speech she gave? Oh, yeah. That was it incredible. Was like, this is a testament to me and how much you all love me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, She's amazing. Be, I think she'd do that because she'd make more money. I think she would really enjoy being a personal shopper. She'd love it. She wouldn't make as much money, though. But she would probably get to shop for a few things on the side. Hmm. Do you want to hear a fanfic? Do you have one? I do. You got one ready? Do you write one? I didn't write one. Not yet. And I'm still working on it. I've never written a fanfiction. <laughs> but I, I hope you do one day. Yeah, I'm ready to hear one. Okay. Um, well, this one is called Kendra the Vampire Slayer, and the description is, what if Buffy hadn't been saved by Xander at the end of season one, and Kendra was sent to Sunnydale to take her place? <gasps> is that how she was activated? Yes, it was. <laughs> this is by Seraphim2DB, and it was published January January 2nd, 2005. So I'm going to skip this first bit, because it just talks about, it kind of replays the last episode of season one, and instead mm-hmm. Buffy dies, and then Angel kills the master, and then Angel leaves town, because Buffy died. So oh, that's, yeah. you're all caught up. So, at the same time as Buffy's death, somewhere in Jamaica, a beautiful young black girl was being held down on her knees by two very large vampires. Yeah, I don't know why they said that part. Their sire was pacing back and forth with his hand on his chin and a smile on his face. Do you know what me and my boys are going to do to you? He asked and he stopped pacing and looked down at the girl. For almost a month now, she'd been hunting the local vampires. She was thought to be a slayer, but just to look at her now and to witness her fighting, even though she put up a good fight, you could tell she was no slayer. Not getting a response, and he backhands her across the face, drawing blood. I asked you a question, he says, as he licks the blood off of his fingertip. (laughs) As she opens her mouth to reply, a wave of unseeable energy hits her. Her stomach starts to churn, and she feels as though she has to vomit. As the nausea subsides, she feels renewed. Bowing her head, she tries to take in what this means. The vampire leader misinterpreted what this meant, though. As he looked at her bowing her head, he thought that he had broken her spirit. With a harsh laugh, he squatted down to her level and looked at her face. What's the matter, little girl? Are you scared to die? He asks with a smile. No, the girl shouts as she snaps her eyes open. Are you... With that, she Ooh. uses her newfound power to fling the two vampire- vampires off of her. They are sent flying almost 10 feet away with superhuman speed. She drops to the ground and picked up the sword she had dropped earlier. With one swing, she chops off the surprised vampire leader's head. Sensing something demonic approaching her from behind, she snaps out a sidekick. While avoiding a punch, she charges and impales the second vamp in the stomach with her sword. Ooh. Stupid girl. Where'd she get a sword? I don't know. She had it. <laughs> okay, cool. Stupid girl. This won't kill me. The, with that, the girl reached into her jacket pocket and pulls out a stake. At the same time, she pulled out her sword. She stabbed the vampire. That's kind of a weird sentence. Okay. With a quick swing of her sword, she lobbed off the head of the third vampire who's trying to get up. Kendra, Kendra, are you all right? A tall, skinny black man asked as he ran up to her. Yes, sir, Mr. Zabuto, she replied with a wiry grin. For Kendra knew that now she was the slayer. 
the end. Is that her watcher, Mr. Kabuto? Yeah, I guess so. Zabuto. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just like the idea of thinking that that's when the exact moment Kendra got her player powers. Wait, so she got her Slayer powers in the midst of a fight with yeah. some vampires? Yeah, wow. she was already fighting vampires before she was officially a Slayer. Dang, girl. Oh, seriously. I, I like this she, chick already. I guess she knew she was next in line. Did Buffy know she was next in line? I don't think so. Buffy just, it, it seemed like it was kind of sprung on her. Yeah, Jowls did not prepare her, or whoever her watcher was. You know. Okay, so there's many, okay, not many, there's a lineage of Slayers. But what about Watchers? Because Giles said he knew from childhood that he was destined to be a Watcher. What if the Slayer before Buffy never died? Or I guess maybe there's like a lineup of Watchers that are also at the ready to be called. I guess. Or or do the Watchers just get a new Slayer? Like, is Kendra's Watcher Giles? Oh, good question. I don't know. Is, maybe that's why she went to Sunnydale. Yeah, maybe. I hope we'll find out in the next episode. That was a good fan fiction. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, good find. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, but I'm excited for next week when yeah. we're going to finish this two-parter. Oh my gosh, me too. I, I'm loving season two so far. Oh, it's so good. It seems like we've covered so much. I know. We're nine episodes in, though. We have like so many left. We're like 13 we're only episodes through. Left. Not even. 13? Oh, not have. I think there's 22 episodes. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking with me about Buffy, Hannah. As always, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and Slayers, thanks so much for listening. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can, we are at JustSlayingPod or you can email us at JustSlayingPod at gmail.com. Until next time, Slayers. Happy hunting. Later, Slayers. A vampire like Drusilla.